Good morning, everyone, and welcome to In Conversation with Windsor Mice. Uh, very, very, very excited today to be speaking to Denise Ellis, who is representing Monkey Island Estate, which is a beautiful, beautiful property. As always, we're joined with Kath Harlow of Windsor Mice. Hi, and... everyone. Hi. Hi, Denise. Hiya. Lovely How to see you. you. Incredibly well, thank you. On this gorgeous day, I think. <laughs> I know. Isn't it miserable? It's, it, we keep getting excited because we get that glimmer of sunshine. Um, and then, you know, I went out last week, I bought a paddling pool, I've got myself a lazy spa, all decked out, ready for summer. And this week is forecast to be horrific. <laughs> so do I, just in time for the end of the heat wave. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a shame. But thank you so much for joining us today. Um, I'm pretty sure... A lot of people are familiar with Monkey Island Estate. I know it is a beautiful, beautiful property in Bray. Um, I've been there myself recently, actually, just, just short of, I think, January or February I was there. Um, but rather than me talking about my love of it, it'd probably be best if you just give us a little bit of an update. Oh, certainly will. Thank you very much for giving us the opportunity to chat to you. Um, firstly, um, I should sort of be honest about this and say that I have known Monkey Island Estate for the whole of my life. Um, I fell in love with it when I was about 14 years of age and it has had uh, something just extraordinary um, to offer to me since that time. I've travelled all over the world, I've been to most places and I come back to Bray and I feel I'm incredibly at home here. And when you walk onto Monkey Island you think, wow. But back a little bit for those that perhaps don't know I mean the fact is that the hotel or the island I should say um, it's a beautiful about a seven acre sort of little piece of heaven um, located in the River Thames um, on the edge of the river of the Bray Culinary Village um, and it sits there today having had the most unbelievable strength from being you know a fishing a fishing hut fishing with um, a little tiny, I'd nearly say bed and breakfast, but it's been a private residence, it's been party time. So the whole of my life I've known it with its notoriety for having entertained uh, aristocracy, famous writers, famous artists. Um, and I, in some ways, if I had a wish and I could go back a couple of hundred years, I promise you I would. I think it was the most amazing place. But having seen it over the years um, become, you know, a lovely hotel that then went into sad repair and no one seemed to want it anymore. It was very, very sad. And about four and a half years ago, I had the opportunity to take um, the most glorious, incredible, humble gentleman to see the property. Um, the Chinese uh, and I took him there and he walked on the island and I think it was about 87, 88 at the time and he, wished, he whispered in my ear and said go by and I said I'm sorry sir did you say goodbye or go by <laughs> and he said go by <laughs> so that oh was my gosh. honestly that was the story of like four and a half years ago when this incredible family um, who owned the Whiteyale Hotels and Properties Company um, instructed me to help them buy it and that's what I, I did. Know. 
That's a lovely story. Isn't it a lovely story? It is an amazing story. But you can picture, you know, just as you you park your car and you kind of walk over that little bridge over towards the estate, you can imagine someone, you know, looking to buy a property and seeing that and just be like, yeah, just do it. (laughs) This is amazing. I think it is the kind of place you cross the bridge and think, that's the one, I'm having it. doesn't matter what it looks like inside. (laughs) hundred percent. So that's the sort of, it's a very brief potted history, but I promise you it's, they've done a marvellous job. They, they've taken it and made it a very beautiful lady again with stunning gardens and the buildings and it, quite magical. So yes, that, that's a little bit about the history. I mean, I, you know, and I read as well, it, the fishing retreat was back in 1723. Is that, is that correct? Because that's, that's right. Some history. Yeah. It's, um, Oh, just the, the buildings are so, they're ornate in design. Like when, when you approach them, and I think, as I just said, when you come over, over that little bridge, um, I'm sure there's a better word for it, for it than the little bridge, but as soon as you see it, you, your jaw just drops. And I think just prior to my talking to you, Denise, I was telling Pat the last time I came, um, I came along with Denise, uh, with Denise, with Julia, um, and Meet Beyond London, and we had a fam trip with our, our Event Profs Live group. Oh, and right. there was a children's birthday party taking place that day and the design and the props and the scale of this birthday party within Monkey Island was just outstanding I've never seen anything like it but did it have the white elephant the the white rabbit there and the big big teacups and things it did it had everything it had like um there was an India side there was an American side um there was like teepees that you'd set up in one of your meeting rooms where all the children could have like a little sleepover party. There was hair and makeup going on for the kids. It was amazing. And literally everyone, I think on that fam trip, we probably had about 10 10 attendees. Um, Obviously everyone was clamoring all over themselves to get an invite to that one. But everyone's doors just dropped and you could see the brains ticking away. Like, what can we use this venue for? What corporates, you know, can we get along? How can we use all these amazing meeting spaces and these these grounds that are just absolutely stunning to deliver an event, obviously of the same magnitude of this, this gorgeous kids. <laughs> oh, thank, thank you for saying that because I, I did go along that day and I I, I I can remember the kids just being absolutely beside themselves, yet yeah. the adults. <laughs> I, I was, and I'm 42. <laughs> I would have loved a party like that. But yeah, I think it just, and especially for the group as well as a corporate event manager, seeing the versatility um, of, of what you guys can do is just is really helpful for us to be able to, you know, come back to the office and, and tell it back to our, our delegates and our teams about what, what sort of things we could do. Obviously, lends itself to an amazing board retreat or a board level. Yeah. <laughs> It does indeed. I mean, that leads to another question, really. I mean, it, it is so well suited for weddings. Just it's like a fairy tale. So they, they love it. And we're very popular with weddings. Um, but I think just prior to all this COVID thing coming along, which awfully, awfully sad, but we had some amazing interest from people just saying, I want a piece of heaven and I want it exclusively. <laughs> and that's, they were coming along with the most bizarre things they wanted to do. The launch of this new product, the launch of that, um, team buildings, my, I mean, incredible, absolutely incredible. So it doesn't matter whether you've got eight people in a small boardroom or you want to do a wedding for 120 or you want to do something in the grounds, it really is well suited. 
it was yeah it's it's perfect and I can't wait to get back um which I'm sure we're going to touch on shortly but I've already had a sneaky look at your website this morning to see when I can book um, and I know it's 4th of July I think it, well, it looks like you might be starting to open from 4th of July is that the plan at the moment or I, I think um the the latest news as of this morning is that um the 1st of August is going to be our sort of date that we're opening um, I think there's still a few things but it's 1st of August so we're still yes. going to get that sunshine that yeah, lovely sunshine and all of the people will just be like oh so excited to be able to come back and even just to you know have breakfast in your restaurant which is outstanding as well I've been lucky enough to do that I think what this um, pandemic or what COVID has done for us, obviously it's been devastating for our industry, but yes. it's really renewed everyone's love of great British properties and fine food and like all of the amazing hotels and properties we've got within the region that we just can't wait to get back. Um, get back. So I'm super excited. Well, um, I think you're, you're 100% right. And uh, the more... I think, ironically, so many event organisers have a lot of business going out of this country. But I think when you actually take the time to explore what we've got, particularly in Berkshire, I mean, we are so lucky, um, so incredibly lucky to have. I think it's a great opportunity, isn't it, for things to start, you know, for us to start looking closer to home. Because as you said, we've got such a wealth and it's so beautiful to see Monkey Island being used the way, the way it should be used again. Exactly. Thank you, thank you. Exactly, right. So um, on to our next, we're going to move on to our fun type of questions now, which Kath and I love asking these. So the first one is, if your venue was a famous person, who would it be and why? I love that question. <laughs> I, I think going back in history, um, if I if I reflect, I, I think actually it would probably be the Duke of Marlborough um, because it certainly had all the landed gentry there. But he is he's recorded all over the place, um, so that's who I think it would be. I think he would love he would have loved the beauty, the exclusivity of the island. Um, Glamour. So yeah. He's my favourite one. <laughs> That's a good answer. Um, it's it's just, yeah, glamour is the first word that comes to mind when I think of Monkey Island, so it would definitely be something along those lines. Um, so as an event professional, um, when comparing venue proposals, what we need to know from, from my side is the capacity, the parking, the early access, the catering options, the tech. Um, for you, what are the most important things that you, you would need from us as event planners prior to sending what? what could be hopefully a winning proposal that would get us to your venue. What sort of things do you, I guess we've asked this question before in the sense that what, what do we sometimes forget to give you that can help you work with us just that little bit better? Do you know, ladies, what a brilliant question, absolutely fantastic question to raise to a property. Um, I think the thing is, truly, and I think this goes for a lot of hotels, but sadly a lot of properties don't do it. And I may get a bit of backlash on that, but I truly believe that when we're sitting down talking to an organiser, what's important for us is that we fully understand the audience. Who's so what are you trying to achieve from the event? And we really, you know, it's not uh, laborious. It's really interesting for you for you as in your professional way to explain to us what you're trying to achieve the sort of people that are coming 
Um, is the audience, are they, are they clients? Are they, um, are they, is it an internal event? The tone of the event that you want, is it very pristine? Is it very casual? Um, you know, what do you require from us? That's what we try and get our heads around. Um, you know, is there, a, is there a hierarchy um, to the group? Are there certain people that, and, and this, is, this is a great uh, sort of feeling to say because we like to understand who's a difficult client. Not that we can appease them in a different way, but people like to be dealt with in different ways. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the organisers very relaxed. They they let you get on with it. The, the more information like that that we can understand, and particularly about the culture of the company, um, we love to understand what you've done before because we want to do something different this time. Of course. Um, Often clients come to uh, come to us with rigid dates. You know, it's got to be this date. It's got to be this date. And ironically, if they could change a day sometimes, or they could change the week. Sometimes there's financial opportunities because it suits the mix. Mm-hmm. Um, budget, of course, is <laughs> important. But, <laughs> but whilst we get all that round, there's a way of spending your money correctly. There's yeah. a way of delivering to you things that haven't been done before so that you really really feel that we're an extension of you not just a venue that's there to facilitate so i I hope that makes sense but it's really we really embrace it and welcome exactly and i think like you touched on it it depends on the clientele as well if i've got a c-suite board meeting that i'm trying to place um the focus for that is really going to be on like great food, great wine, great ambiance. Um, the meeting will take place because the meeting is going to take place, but it's a different caliber of guests. So I'm going to, yes, you know, yes. obviously inform you of that. So we need to look at different menus perhaps that I would give an associate or an analyst level event. Not to say that I don't feed my associates properly, but <laughs> <laughs> sorry if anyone's listening. <laughs> I promise. Um, no, it's, it's a different, discerning, different taste. I guess, and, and it's, it's our duty as event planners to really work with our venues and make sure we're informing you guys of everything that we know because you, you know, you're going to work with us in the best way you can because you want us to come back and you want us to go back to our business and tell you know, our colleagues to tell each other what an amazing experience they've had at Monkey Island Estate um, so more people will go back. So, yeah, I'm all up for giving you as much information as possible and I know the majority of my peers as event managers, you know, work to do the same. So that's great. And it looks like um, it's a lovely way to work where you've got a vision first and then you knuckle down all the little details after that. But once you know the feel and, and uh, you know, how it wants to land as such, it probably makes it much easier to work with, doesn't it? 100%, absolutely. And I, and I think that, um, you know, it's, it's all about partnerships, isn't it? Mm-hmm. We... Um, Agencies are a very vital, a very vital ingredient into the success often of an event. Um, they understand most of the event organisers I've worked with have worked either within a property or, you know, they, they've had some catering background or they've perhaps been in hotels themselves. They really, truly understand the mechanics. And what they want from a hotel is to deliver and to make sure all those cogs are working seamlessly in the background um, because you are actually helping the company, your clients, have a successful event. So it's a wonderful partnership and one we absolutely and totally embrace. Excellent. Um If you had a fantasy event, and I'm sure you have seen a lot of amazing, amazing events at Monkey Island Estate, if you could have have your ultimate fantasy event, what would you have? 
Oh, gosh, ladies. Do you know, I think I'm a romantic at heart, and I truly, I've had fun and games with Andrew Jordan, the, the VP of uh, YTL Hotels. Um, he, we sat down, and he said, Denise, what would you like to do? And I said, I'm old-fashioned. I want a masked ball. I want all the glamour and the glitz and everything. And he said, no. So <laughs> that was mine. That was mine. You see, he They've got such great ideas themselves. So we were sitting down having a real fantastic time with this question. And actually, I'm sort of pleased to tell you that one of the ideas that we, we are still working on at the moment is that we're going to do a winter wonderland party. Um, so if you could imagine, if you're outside the Natural History Museum in London and you've got the ice skating ring um, and you see that, that glamour, we wanted to bring that to Bray. We wanted to bring that to Monkey Island. So nearer Christmas, there is a romance. So this was Andrew's way of beating me, but it was um, an ice skating ring. It was lots of stalls. It was it was the sheer pleasure and joy of seeing the children coming with their parents. And, you know, we talked earlier about children having fun, and, but maybe adults too. Um, and so that, that's something that they're going to do. Um, we hoped and prayed it was going to be this year, but it, plans are afoot, and I will happily tell you more about it when it's finalised. But that's what they're going to do, and it's going to be truly magical with lots of Christmas trees and lots of lights and lots of, hopefully, lots of glue vine. We'll, we'll stop there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can, yeah, I can picture it as well. And what what an amazing venue to have an event of that colour. It would just. Mm-hmm. It just lends itself to it. And can you imagine if it was snowing outside? Oh, it would be a beautiful white building. It would be exquisite, wouldn't it, with a bit of snow? It would be gorgeous. <laughs> um, I think uh, I was going to ask you about bedrooms, which I completely forgot to do. Am I right that you've got 40 bedrooms in one suite? Or I might have that incorrect. Well, an interesting question, actually, because on the island itself, there are 30 bedrooms. Ah. Wedgwood Suite, but in the grounds, which is another reason for calling it um, Monkey Island Estate, we've got three private residences that we are we use for short-term rentals and things like that. So the accommodation that goes with that allows up to 50 rooms, and ah, that's partly okay. because we've got some further houses just outside the estate, but they're all of a high, high standard. So depending upon the group, the hierarchy, this, that and the other, you can look at groups of about 50, 50 rooms, I'm saying. That's such a great size for groups as well. It's like, it's that key number. Um, I think, you know, over my career, I've done a lot of offsites and they tend to be either, yeah, the 30 to 50, or then they jump the quite the larger groups so yeah, you've got your yeah. 180s to 200 so I think that's such a great number that's really good I've written that down because I didn't know that that was really good to know <laughs> so I'm going to move on to sustainability um CSR and well-being which is all massively hot topics at the moment and have been for some time so yeah. what does Monkey Island Estate do in terms of their CSR angle what what, what do they focus on for corporate social responsibility um and sustainability do you know, this is a lovely question, and you're going to have to forgive me if I get some of the technical words wrong, but we'll have a go. 
Um, I, I don't know if it's a sort of well-known uh, uh, situation, but YTL Hotels and Properties own Wessex Water. They own unbelievable businesses throughout the world, which is why I can't tell you how lucky it is to, for us to have them in Bray. Um, but because they own Wessex Water, uh, one of the leading water companies in this country and indeed around the world, they got them involved when they were doing the renovation project. Um, and... The guys came along and said, look, for us, the CSR situation, um, corporate social responsibility is really, really important for us. And so they came in and what they've actually done at unbelievable expense, they put a water source heat pump, um, which utilises the natural temperature of the River Thames. And basically, the water from the Thames provides heating and cooling systems for the two main buildings. So, oh, I mean, wow. you can imagine how special that is. There's absolutely yeah. no, no, no problems for the Thames itself, um, but it, it is the latest type of technology. And whenever I take engineering companies around there, I mean, forget the hotel and the bar, they're out looking at the Thames, <laughs> looking at the place. Right. That's better than um, Christmas to them, yeah. <laughs> honestly, it, it's fascinating to see how they, they'll walk around and, and be absolutely enthralled. But So YTL was really, really big on this. So as I say, a, a tremendous expense they did this so that for us is really really special because of the impact on the environment um they also um i can't take full credit for this but we did a link up with the royal botanical gardens in edinburgh um some years ago and what they did as part of a very very special survey um is they they came down they looked at the island and they planted I can't tell you how many amazing tree species that were on the island or would have been on the island hundreds of years ago. So these are being monitored by the university um, and they come down periodically to look at the growth. So that was us trying to do a bit of saying, you know, the past, the history is, is also important, but let's take care of it to go into the future. Wow, both of those... Isn't that amazing? Mm -hmm. It's amazing. amazing. Do it. Mm. And a, so a lot of people... Sorry, my apologies. No, that's okay. I was going to say, a lot of people wouldn't be aware of both of those those topics that you've just touched on. So that's fantastic for our listeners, uh, thousands of millions of listeners, <laughs> to be able to understand more about Monkey Island Estate and what you are doing. Because to be able to go back to our businesses and, and, and inform them of those, um, those things you've got in place is fantastic. Wow, yeah, that's amazing. Well, thank you so much. I mean, equally, um, you know, the general manager, the, the directors of the business, they're, they're sort of keen to work with local charities as well. So we, we greatly support the local Thames Hospice, which I, I think Debbie Raven's doing an amazing job there. Um, and then we also work alongside the Berkshire Community Foundation. Um, Jerry is one of the most amazing ladies I've ever come across. Um, she looks after so many causes in Berkshire, from women in slavery to all these other things which we take really seriously mm. um, and so since the opening of the property she's been you know a local visitor and we've been helping things like that so we really try our very very best to give to give back to the local yeah. community really great social impact initiatives as well so wow i've learned so much talking to you today denise this has been really great <laughs> <laughs> so our last topic that we'd, we'd just like to touch on briefly um is just well-being. So how have you uh, incorporated well-being into your venue? And that could be like your teams, 
for the teams that work within Montreal and the state, um, what, what, what's your well-being angle for those? Oh, another great question. <laughs> no, I'm fit in mind, I promise you, so I feel a little bit okay to talk about this. But um, for, those of the, for those of your listeners who haven't been down to the property, um, there is, firstly, there's a, we've bought this amazing Dutch barge and have converted it into a spa. So when you have spa treatments, you go onto this Dutch barge and you literally are in the Thames and they, their experiences in these rooms, I mean, are just mind-blowing very much to do with um, all, all local things, I should say, all local special herbs that I think they try to introduce in the treatments. So from a person coming there who's attending a conference that wants to go and have a great spa, the treatments are superb. Um, but going back to the delegate, I mean, we, we're very much into... Uh, whether it be getting people to be much more active and doing water sports because as you probably know we've got Bray Lake nearby we've got the Thames where we're doing I think we've even done dragon boat racing and things like that um, but you know we're keen to introduce many many things like that but I think in all fairness to our lovely general manager because the hotel closed sadly at the beginning of this year with Covid um, I think when they reopen in August, I think they've got lots more ideas that I think I can share with you then. Um, but I think the only one more thing I'd like to add, just for your, for your listeners, is that there's been some amazing studies done of Bray. And we had um, this incredible chap who did feng shui, a, a, like a master, master chap, he came, came along and did all these surveys of the River Thames. And apparently the energy, um, I can't tell you specifically the words he used, but there is something to do with an energy that is in Bray and in Bray alone that allows the... the flow of the chi I think they call it um, to pass through Bray so officially when you come and stay in Bray you're supposed to leave in a more calmer nicer way that's just a nice note to end on but it's true (laughs) that's such a good thing to know and you know what it's quite timely because the other day I went for a walk I was in a bit of a mood (laughs) and my my husband's like well where have you been going for a walk and I've been to Marlowe and Bray so maybe subconsciously I keep getting drawn to Bray. Oh, well done. Definitely that bit. I'm going to tell him that. (laughs) (laughs) It is a beautiful, beautiful part of the world and the Thames, yeah, it's just gorgeous. It has been so lovely speaking to you, Denise. Catherine, I've really enjoyed it, haven't we, Catherine? Thanks so much, Denise. It was lovely. My pleasure. May I wish you the most glorious day. Come and see us soon. And to all your lovely listeners, we're ready, willing and able to look after you soon. So do take care. And you. Can't wait to see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.